Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 24. Today's episode is an interview with a fellow runner, Valerie. I reached out to Valerie after she left the sweetest post on Facebook, thanking me for how much this podcast has helped her. After seeing that, I started thinking about how cool it would be to hear her perception of the podcast, as well as learn more about her. And I thought this conversation might be interesting for other listeners to hear too. What I learned was that Valerie and I share many traits. I think most importantly, our commitment to showing up for other people, seeing that we both work in education. Although it's a wonderful trait, it sometimes comes at the cost of taking care of ourselves. Actually, oftentimes, and maybe you can relate to this, one of the reasons I started the podcast was to share my journey and what I'm learning And that in focusing on including regular self-care and showing my self-compassion, it's opened me up to a richer and fuller experience of life. I really appreciate how despite initially thinking the podcast was touchy-feely, those were her words, Valerie says it turned out to be a really good addition to her life and to look at things in a different way. Not everything has to be quantifiable, even if you're a science teacher. I admire Valerie's desire to learn something new. It's such an expansive attitude to have towards life. She shares her running journey of starting out as a high school cross-country athlete to running in midlife and how it now serves as her me time. Valerie mentions that she wants to become more patient with herself. And I just love how she uses running as a vehicle to teach her that. I can't think of another sport that serves as a better teacher for that than running. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It does end a little abruptly, but that's just me having technical difficulties on Zoom. Let me know if what we talk about resonates through a DM on Facebook or Instagram, or by leaving a comment. Happy listening. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, a runner friend. Chances are, if you like the episode, so will they. everybody. I want to share a runner with you that I'm very excited to have here on the podcast. Valerie is one of my podcast listeners. She is in one of my running groups, but she's not a private client. And actually, we just had a quick little chat about it before we jumped live here. And she was saying, well, why would you want me on the podcast? And I think that's such a good segue into the episode today, because I really wanted to kind of hear what the podcast does for listeners who are not necessarily my clients. 
before we get rolling on this, Valerie, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, please. Okay, well, hi, my name is Valerie Albano. I am a biology professor in the middle of, almost in the middle of California. I live in Merced, California. And I teach a whole lot of classes on anatomy and physiology, a lot of pre-nursing students, but also basic biology. I uh, have my PhD in neuroscience. Yay, go brain. I've been a runner for a long time. It's served me well and sometimes taught me a lot of lessons along the way. Uh, I learned something new. I had no idea that you were a professor and a PhD. -er. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you've been a runner for a long time. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been a runner for. Well, I started running probably just like everybody else for fitness, for body composition, lose weight, right? And I started running in high school, probably like a lot of young girls do, but I joined cross country with some friends of mine. And so I also ran for friendship and we had a really fun time in high school, boys and girls teams always playing pranks on each other. You know how high school kids are in college and in graduate school. I ran also, you know, body composition, but also to bleed off some stress. I do tend to be the kind of personality who gets very anxious. And so I can't sleep unless I tire myself out. And so as I started going through school, I was noticing just the anxiety that I had was keeping me from sleeping. So I have to knock myself out and running will do that very efficiently, very effectively. And then of course, after having children, running helped. And I did take a, a sabbatical from running between my two children because <laughs> I thought, well, I was going to have another one. I'm not going to lose weight. That's just a big fat pain. That was a mistake because when I came back to running, oh, did I have some ground to cover <laughs> to come back? But, you know, now running is still something I now use for time alone, time to reflect and really to make sure that I am able to still accomplish something outside of my, my head, because I do have a tendency to have a very rich inner life, let's say. Yeah. I teach a lot. I think a lot about what we work on with our students. I worry about my students, especially now during COVID. I, I worry, really worry about a lot of my students. Mm -hmm. And running helps give me a release from that. It takes me away from my worries. Nice. Gives you some actual tangible goals to strive for. Right? Yeah, just something that's not academically oriented all the time. Yeah. Just something that I know that I can, I can, I know I can go run three miles. I know I can do that. And that sometimes is enough to help me feel like, okay, I'm still accomplishing, even when things get hard. And especially again, going back to COVID, there were times where there was no moving forward. There was no, you know, getting back out there. There was, you know, but I could go run three miles by myself. I could go do things that were still, I could still accomplish goals that way. You still had an element of control is what I hear. And what you're yeah, saying, right? yeah, yeah. See, that's yeah. what I love about your podcast. It's things like that. I, I don't all, I can't always identify why I'm doing these, but you, you put it right. Just mm. perfectly, Stine. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> So what I hear is it's such a beautiful journey, right? Because I can certainly relate to the whole body image you're talking about. I didn't used to be a runner when I was younger. I actually started very late in life, like 45 before I started running because I told myself my whole life that I hated running. And sure enough, what we tell ourselves becomes reality, right? But, you know, I just had different outlets like you because body image was so important, obviously, as a, as a young woman, right? But it really sounds like you've made this 
more beautiful journey into running becoming more of a maybe self-expression self-expression and support system way a way to uh, like you said still have control over myself over my person my physical person but also a way to clear my mind a way to when when all you have to do is breathe and put one foot in front of the other and maintain a rhythm it's very calming it's a very calming exercise and I, I don't mean it as exercise like physical exercise it's a very calming exercise and um I'll admit being a scientist, I, I used to not think so much about, you know, soothing and calming myself, you know, go, go, go work, work, work. And taking care of myself was all very analytical and it never, it was difficult for me to start thinking of these soothing mechanisms, these kind of more new agey mechanisms. And I'm finding that, boy, how wrong was I, that opening myself to the ideas of utilizing running to not just accomplish goals, but to have a richer self-image, a richer contribution to the people around me as well, really made a difference. Yeah. No, I love that so much because that energy we derive from it is really what we show up with and what we give to the people around us, right? And Mm -hmm. when we can have that richer energy that you're describing, we'll be received differently. We'll perceive things differently, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No, so that's so good. Do you also find yourself doing it? So it sounds like running is is part of a self-care routine, right? Do you do other self-care routines? I know I'm deviating a little bit from our script, but I'm curious. Other self-care that I've learned to incorporate is definitely nutrition. I didn't think of that as self-care. I know uh, you would think, yeah, you put it in your body every day. You put things in your body every single day. And it's what you, what you do consistently is what you are and putting the wrong things in and feeling bad. I didn't, again, I'm a scientist. I couldn't figure this out, but it's these daily small practices that we exercise on a consistent basis, like even just our nutritional choices that make a difference in how I'm going to feel. If I'm going to make good choices nutritionally, I will feel good, which means I will be happier and I'll be able to accomplish more, which makes me even happier. Self-care is definitely nutrition. Self-care has also always been being with my pets. I love my children. I love my children. Being with my children is also self-care, but sometimes it's also a lot of work because that's just, you know, having children. Being a parent. (laughs) And and being being a pet parent is also a lot of work too, but there's just something different about it. I don't know. So self-care is also uh, spending time with my pets, definitely reading, becoming a runner, helped me get up early in the morning, learn how to get up early in the morning and have a time that's all my own seeing the world in a different way, going outside and seeing the sunrise. That's really an amazing thing. So other self-care I do. I also do like other exercise, like lifting. I've gotten into that. I have a great lifting coach who sometimes kicks my butt new in different ways. I've done martial arts as well. I have a brown belt in in Taekwondo beat up my knee doing that too. So that wasn't so good. Nope. But yeah, I do a lot of other things. Nice. That's so good. And I think just real quick to circle back to running, I think especially especially if it's something we're coming into now later in life, maybe is that it, it does give us that one thing that we can strive for and that we can continue to prove to ourselves that we can 
you know, we can we can reach new goals that maybe we didn't think we could reach, whether it's a 5K, 10K half marathon or a marathon that we're training for, or if it's a different time, mile minute that we're training for, mm-hmm. right? Or whatnot. And it's I think it's so important to have these little smaller goals like that in addition to our work life, obviously, right? But these little pockets of excitement throughout our days, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no. And 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 running is really just I, I love when you start your your podcast, you know, running is so badass. It is. Everyone hates it. You Isn't know, that so my funny? Sport, yeah. I know yeah. my sport is your sports punishment. You know, I just I think that's just so funny. Oh yeah. my gosh, you run, I hate running. Yeah. And it's like, well, I did too at one point, but right. you know, it's so fulfilling. It's, you know, I can do something really hard that a lot right. of other people can't. Right. And you know, in some ways that's that helped build my self-confidence to do other hard things along the way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so good. I yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more that that was my initial perception also of running. And you're right, so many people think, ah, oh, running, they dread it, right? And getting to that point actually where I don't know if, if you share that you probably share it, but I feel I run towards something rather than running away from something, right? We spend so much of our time and you were you were touching on it a little bit earlier in your life with body image and whatnot that we're in such a constricted mindset, such a scarcity mindset, right? And we're we're playing so small and we're we're holding ourselves back and worrying about things or we're using running as punishment for whatever we, we absolutely ate last weekend mm-hmm. or what we think we want to eat tonight or or something negative to where now running is this expression of, of what we want to accomplish, right? Absolutely. And you never know how much you miss it until you can't do it. Sure. Um, oh, I that's right. Cause you were just, you were yeah. unable to run for like what, six months for about six months. Yeah. And it, and it did change my body composition a little, I will say that, but I was just so sad that I was going to, that I was missing that so much. And People, you know, again, a lot of people don't have the same love for running that I do. And it's just like, well, now you don't have to do it anymore. And I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. Right. I, I can't not do this. And so it, it being injured reminded me how much I love running. Just I, I cry, almost cried. I was boy, I was in the gym and I was able to run for five minutes on the treadmill finally. And I, I, I was almost in tears. I was laughing. I was smiling. People were looking at me like a crazy person, but you know, and now I'm building back up slowly to make Mm -hmm. sure I don't injure myself Mm -hmm. again. But losing that was like, it was just, it was like losing a part of myself. Sure. I just, and I, I'm not willing to give that up yet. And I don't think I'm ever going to be, I mean, I think I'll always run or jog or at least walk fast. The goal is a hundred. My goal is a hundred. Got to make it to a hundred years old. We, oh, we all have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my goal is a hundred years. So you know whether I can do a half marathon at a hundred years old, I don't know. Probably not. But you know, I think that it's it's just I can't imagine life without it. I know. But, you oh, know, so it's good. just a part of me, and so. Yeah moving forward and learning new ways to manage the, the agony going up hills. Let's be honest. It's agonizing sometimes, you know, 
trying to get faster, trying to be patient. That's what I find I need to hear a lot of is being patient with myself, be patient. Because I think academically, I've learned how to learn well and efficiently. I can learn pretty quickly and I can get it together to teach others pretty quickly. But doing other things, waiting for my body to to catch up to what my goals are in running, I I have to be a little patient with it. You know, Mm -hmm. I have to remember that I'm still learning too. Yeah. So that's, and it's, it's such, it's such a humbling experience and such a good experience for us in one way, knowing that there's something in that process and that journey for us, right. That we'll learn that moving through it fast isn't necessarily always what, what's the right way mm-hmm. for us. Right. So, Absolutely. Oh, so I'm, I'm so excited though, that you have this awareness around it because that'll make all the difference for you and not frustration around it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, still learning every day, learning more and trying to find new ways to look at this. It's not a problem to look at this project and keep moving forward with it. Keep adapting. That's so good. All right. Tell us some of your highlights in your running. Oh, my God. Some of the fun things. Some of the really cool things. Yeah. My absolute favorite race is the Mount Shasta, Fourth okay. of July, five miler. It's not long, but they do. It, it is at some altitude. And they do throw some hills in, and the last like half mile is all uphill. Thanks, guys. Anybody who's heard that, who's like planned that route, thanks for doing that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I know exactly where the pain kicks in on that because I've run it so many times. But I won third place, or I placed third place finally one year and I was just so happy that's my favorite win that was my favorite favorite win because I've run that race so many times we go camping it's a whole family event even they have a a two-mile walk and my in-laws have come in and joined us on that and we've been taking our kids to that race since they were in like first and third grade we camp it's such a wonderful that's part of like our family's thing yeah so that winning or placing in that race I was just so happy I ran the California International Marathon officially hit the wall on that that was different (laughs) yeah didn't quit but I see why people do a half marathon I, I think a half marathon is still a very good challenge I would say that a half marathon is a very for me, that's a good distance to race consistently. And I was right. racing consistently for a while on half marathons because I have time to train for a half. Yep. I thought I'd have the experience of training for a whole. And that was really something. But during my entire training plan, I never really hit the wall. I toyed with it. I could tell that there were times okay. on the long distance runs where I was like, oh, I'm not feeling so hot. But then the run ended like 18, 19 miles. I was like, okay, that was odd. I guess I'm just getting tired. Mm-hmm. And then in the, in the marathon, I actually at 21 miles, a little past 21 miles hit the wall. And it was just like, Oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is wow. Were you able to finish? I did. I did finish. I finished with a, I, I saw pictures. I had a big smile on my face. So I, my father, my brother-in-law was there. He made it to the and somehow, I don't know how he got in there, but it was really cool to, to meet family at the end and yeah. 
and keep walking because if you sit down, I don't think you'd get back up. Right. I would like to run a marathon again just uh-huh. to make sure it wasn't a fluke that I finished, to be right. honest. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's that's hard. That is what an accomplishment, right? I mean, to do that. It's that's a um, big deal. And then yeah. to come back around and say, you know, I'd like to do it again. Yeah. I think that's a real yeah. win there, right? Having so, hit yeah. the having hit the wall like you're describing, but then saying, you know what? I want to come back and I want to do it again, knowing what you're going into, right? Exactly. Yeah. I I mean, I knew part of what I was going into and it was great to have all the support that I had along the route because I had a lot of family embedded in there. But yeah, wow, that was something. So those were great. I did a duathlon once just to see what was different. There was the swim and then a three, uh, 5k run. That was different too. Uh Swimming has always been harder for me than actually running. I just get really tired when I swim and I just don't like being wet. I'm like a cat. I don't like being wet. (laughs) So doing that was different too. It was a different way to challenge my body. So it was interesting doing it again. I'm not sure. I mean, I should probably try it again. It'd be good for me. So those are kind of the high points. What would you say are some of your struggles then? Or do you have any that, you know, are you? Oh no, I have struggles. I definitely have struggles. I don't know if you can relate with this. Sometimes I'll be able to go running at work or I'll go running in the morning. And I'm always happy when I'm done, even if I'm really tired. And it just drives other people crazy that I have so much energy from running. And they'll be like, ah, get away. I don't know if you've ever dealt with that. And I'm just like, okay. Bouncing off the wall or what? Pretty much. Oh, Yeah, I just get real... It definitely Happy. releases a lot of a, um, I get a lot of a serotonin or something. Yeah, those enkephalins, endorphins, probably those endocannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, so that's a little bit of a challenge in terms of just uh, personal life. Of course, there's always the challenge of the time that it takes as you're training for a longer race mm-hmm. and putting others' needs aside. Because I am a very I feel that I'm a very service oriented person as a, as a teacher, as a parent, I always try to help. And so setting time aside for myself can be a challenge, remembering that I'm important too, that I can't serve others if I can't serve myself. So that's a challenge for me, just remembering to take care of myself sometimes in that way. And then just from the mechanics of running, I am not a tall person. I'm four foot 10 and a half. I'm a very shrimpy person. And so keeping up my pace to keep up with those long leggers out there, it's a lot harder for me, I think, to keep up a winning pace, a place pace than it is maybe for somebody who's five foot five. And that's my problem because I just didn't grow, but I can't get angry about it. And that just means, you know, if I'm going to succeed, I have to just put that effort in and also the patience in and that comes back to patience again with me. Sure. if it matters enough to you yeah just make that decision right or maybe it doesn't you know sometimes yeah. it does sometimes it doesn't but I don't know I, I am at a transition now I'm 52 now mm-hmm. so I am kind of transitioning into other I mean I don't feel old I, I really certainly don't. don't look old <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> Like I said, I think it's because I'm small, but I am transitioning a little bit. Uh, I do notice 
I, you know, sleep less, but if I sleep less, then I don't have as much energy because I'm a little more easily tired. So I am transitioning in probably hormone, you know, definitely hormonally as well. So I, I am trying to meet those challenges and be patient again. So I think a lot of the long game for me personally is learning to be patient. It, it keeps coming back to that for me. What can I do to be patient? What can I do to talk myself down from being hard on myself? Yeah. I won't be hard on other people, my yeah. students. And my, I mean, maybe my kids so will be hard. On me, but, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I can relate so, so much to that. I mean, it, yeah. Finding that same compassion for ourselves that we have for other people. Right. Thank um, you. See, you put that so easily. You're so articulate with that. I just, I'm just like patient. I have one word for it. You are so articulate. I so appreciate that. I have to write that down. <laughs> okay. So back to the question here. Tell us what attracted you to the podcast in the first place. All right. So in the beginning, when, when we, before Stina hit record, <laughs> part of it's, I feel like I'm cheating because I haven't participated in any of Steenie's like formal programs. I haven't paid for a thing. I'm stealing all this wonderful stuff. <laughs> so just not. Like, there's a podcast and I have not, I mean, I get up early and on my rest days and so forth, I do try to listen to new ideas outside of what I'm used to thinking about, you know, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about science, you know, a lot of time thinking about teaching, growing children, you know, they don't have a manual. So I've had to, you know, research a lot to try to figure out how to teach a child and how to support them. And so I'm always looking for new ideas and new things. And so I was like, oh, look, there's a podcast with this. Okay. And so it's just the, originally it was just so that I could try to learn something new and it was about running. So of course it was going to be fun. (laughs) But one of the things that caught my attention was the diversity in topics. It wasn't always mindset, although I could use some work on mindset. I personally think I could definitely use work on mindset, but you also brought in the nutrition I met my nutrition coach on your site. So I, you know, that's been golden, but I love that you've been able to bring your own personal heroes in on your podcast. What an accomplishment. What an honor for you. Wow. I don't know how you did it, but kudos (laughs) to you. I am so impressed that you're able to find, to accomplish that, to be people that you admire. That is so cool. And so, you know, Dina Castor, I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, let's check that out too. So I like learning new things and just coming across it. And in the enrichment is wonderful. And again, you know, in the beginning, I was kind of like, this isn't very quantitative. This is really different for me because I, I've always approached running very quantitatively through running plans, running techniques, running styles, you know, and this is totally different. And so I think that it was good for me to expand into something different. That is such a good point, Valerie, one that I hadn't thought about myself, but I actually really like that you're bringing it up because that's, that's very true. And it's a realm of life that we have to, I have a science background also as a speech therapist, right? That we have to kind of, you know, be, be brave and not always be so data driven or focused. Yeah, and actually have the, the courage to step into this and, and say, I'm going to put trust before proof, right? Mm-hmm. Because so often 
And I mean, for, for you, this might, I don't know if this is a stretch for you, but it's not a stretch for me anymore. It used to be, but law of attraction and the universe, you know, you have to put out before you get back. <laughs> You're not going to get That's back true. before you put out, right? It's like, you know, wanting heat from the stove before you put the wood in. That's not going to happen, for instance, kind of thing, right? And so I really like that you're bringing that up because that's very much a big element, you know, of this, of, of my whole mindset, but also of the podcast, of course, that it, you know, that it, it is very much trust. It is very much, yeah, putting faith into it, I think. And yeah, and trust and I think also being adventurous because I just, you know, again, in the beginning, I was just kind of like, wow, this is different. I never thought of that. This is kind of very touchy-feely because, you know, <laughs> I, like, I'm a scientist. I don't, I'm not like that. But having, why, why am I not like that? Why am I not thinking of things in these al- alternate ways? Because ultimately, that is what I try to do and what I try to bring to my students and to my children and to my family is different ways of approaching problems so that the problems aren't going to be as overwhelming to them. So for me, you know, teaching biology, I've mentioned this to you before, biology is supposed to be easy, but it's not. And it's very challenging to try to understand, let's say, metabolism. That's really hard all of these chemicals doing all these things and and then a different body is going to respond differently. That's a very challenging topic to, to even approach. Mm. And so for me, okay, I can attack, tackle that. I'm used to that, but I need to still, I think as a person, because I plan on living to a hundred, as I mentioned, continue pushing my boundaries. That's good for me physically, oh. mentally, and, you know, maybe eventually spiritually, I, you know, I am now past 50. So yeah. <laughs> maybe I should start entertaining that a little bit. Too. I just, so, I, you know, I just I, love that attitude so much of, you know, the eternal, the lifelong student with the curiosity that you're expressing, right? That's so good. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal. Just staying curious and staying humble about it. You know, I haven't mastered anything. I've just gotten good at a few things. Helps a lot. Yeah. So good. Would you say just to go back to, I'm thinking, for instance, some of the core things that I I teach in my, in my coaching. And I know there's a couple of episodes that talk on it. So now I'm kind of just curious. Would you say you have a runner's purpose? Are you clear on your runner's purpose in a way? This is going off script again, but I'm curious. My runner's purpose. I think that my runner's purpose has evolved over time. My mm-hmm. why has sure. changed over Absolutely. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think recognizing that is a big part of having a purpose. Yeah, I do have a purpose now. Now my purpose is just getting back to where I was. That's my purpose at this point in time because of my injury. But I think ultimately, ultimately over time, my, my purpose, yes, I do have a purpose. My purpose is just to continue moving, continue enjoying I, I'm going to be greedy I'm going to enjoy those wonderful feelings that drive other people crazy after I you know all this excitement all the good feelings I have I am one of those lucky pizza runners high pretty consistently I know some people who don't and so I do taste that but my why is this is just going to sound really kind of loopy 
It's because it's mine because I just love it. I don't want to stop. Yeah. I'm just no, I think that's good. And I, I mean, why would you want to stop when you feel such energy from it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an excellent purpose right there. You know, I, I heard you say that right now it's just about getting back to where you used to be. And so that's probably more of a goal. And purpose is always a little different, right? Because it's it's more of the bigger encompassing thing, right? And I, yeah, I mean, that's what a good a, point. What a purpose you have. I mean, if, if you know, running, making you feel that happy energized yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that's you know it's one of those things that so my whole life and I don't know where I've picked this up as a kid sometimes you wake up and you can't fall back to sleep and I used to love figure skating when I was when I was young because it's so fun you're outside and and that's part of what I love about running too is just I get to be outside I get to be in the world when I can't sleep sometimes I'll think about I used to think about figure skating but I noticed in the past, probably 10 years, if I can't sleep, I'll start, I'll practice breathing a little bit. And then I just think of how it feels to run just the cadence. And I don't think of my music that I listen to. I just think of how my feet sound. I think of how my hands feel. And then I fall asleep. It's just very, the feeling is very comforting to me. That's what just came to me the way you were describing it. Very comforting. It's just feeling, it's huh? such a comforting kind of feeling. Calming you, aligning you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. I I just love it. It's something I can't imagine living without. Yeah. So good. So good. I can totally relate. <laughs> All right. So I just love how what I hear you say that the podcast has taught you, because that was one of my other questions, is that it's really kind of just opened you up to, you know, to other ways of thinking of things and being a little more daring maybe in how you view things and think about things. Absolutely. If we're not growing, we're dying. Right. And oh, so true. I think that I have to keep growing. And I I definitely found a lot of things to help me. What's it what's the term that I've recently learned? Self-management. Mm. Uh, new ways to manage my thoughts, new ways to manage mm. Mind management, mind management. Yeah. The whole idea of self-management and how am I going to calm myself down? How am I going to teach myself this patience? You know, here I am 52 and I'm still not patient. Maybe I'll never be patient. I don't know. But the ideas of, okay, it's one step at a time. I can always go back to running. It'll calm me down one step at a time. One mile is better than zero, Mm. you know, half a mile is better than zero. Anything I can get is better than zero than not practicing that. And so, you know, a lot of my examples in teaching, a lot of my, how I approach problems has to do with how I've had to learn to be patient with myself, how I'm learning new things about how to do this running. It's not a problem, this running challenge that I've set up to myself, set up for myself throughout my life. And so exploring it in using these new ideas through self-management, through breathing techniques, which there are a lot of breathing techniques for running out there. Let's, you know, you can find, I can easily find 10 websites. that will give me 10 different ideas on how to run and breathe, you know, to be successful Mm -hmm. in going faster, let's say. But there aren't a lot of things that help me get out of this mind trap, this monkey mind of mine, Mm. when I'm freaking out. Okay bring it back to the, you know, why are you doing this? Bring it back to a mantra, 
bring it back to what you tell yourself to get through something hard. And I do have my mantra. It's really long, but I do have mine, you know, to get me through these long, challenging periods, which right now, I mean, I'm going to be honest, running three, three and a half miles on a formerly injured knee is making me do that a little bit, you know? So, you know, a marathon or three miles, they can both be challenging, pulling these skills and these habits are making a big difference. Yeah. So I love that I'm able to learn new things and I love that I was wrong. This isn't all touchy feely. I love that I was wrong, that my initial is so touchy feely, you know, <laughs> I love that I was wrong <laughs> because it gives me something new to learn. Or that you have just opened up to something that's a little more touchy feely, right? I know. And yes. it, it teaches me to quit being so judgy too. What the heck oh, was yeah. that? Isn't that so interesting? When we, so find, when we find that in ourselves and we're like, hmm, isn't that interesting? <laughs> was it nice of you? Like that. And I mean, I'm being honest with you because I've, again, I feel like I'm cheating here. I'm like getting all this benefit for nothing. And I was kind of mean in my own mind. I'm like, oh, this thing is so nice. I love it. I love it. And I, what I hear you just say now also that I, that I appreciate so much is the synergy that I hear you describe between. So we can take elements from running, you know, as we're accomplishing things and running and bring it into our own life. And then see how that can spill in that way. But we can also take elements that we're learning in our own life and obviously bring it into running, right? It can have that synergistic relationship between it. And I just had a thought as you were saying how sometimes chasing a run to feel happy, there's this really good quote about running makes me happy, but happiness makes me a better runner that I just really, really like. And we use it a lot in private coaching to where we, we, we focus on so many self-care practices so that we can really show up in our running, already feeling that we're, the cup is almost overflowing mm-hmm. in a way, right? So that it's not like, I need that run to kind mm-hmm. of feel that I can function or perform, right? And so it, it's just such a, it, it never ends bottom line in a way that the work we can do on ourselves and the, right. you know, as you're yeah. talking about also the, the mind management that we can continue to do on ourselves. I, I agree. And the preparation, yeah. the preparation you put in yeah. for your run starts the day before. You True, know, you nutrition have to have and hydration, the nutrition, the hydration, the, yeah. the right equipment, you know, you wear old shoes, you're going to suffer everything you put into it, just all of these details coming together to make this one great 30 to two hour period of time for yourself, you know, showing up for that is sometimes hard to do. But when you're done with it all, what an accomplishment, you know, those are the little wins that I get out of it every day. And would you you say also while you're doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, The little wins, you know, just, one of the things I do is I bring little uh, dog treats because there I have my dog friends on my route and I stop and, you know, I stop my watch because that's, you know, my friends and I, you know, give them a couple pets, give them a hug, give them a dog treat and keep moving. But it's so fun to see the happy faces along the way and to plan for it. I know I'm going to see these little fur balls out there and I know that, you know, this one's going to be here and it's going to be really fun. And then 
I have, and then I set up a goal. Okay, I'm going to get to the next three guys in uh, seven minutes. And that's, you know, this distance. So I set up these little rewards for myself along the way by giving, and you know, maybe I should ask the owners if I'm, they want their dogs. Treats. I don't know. Maybe I should be cool about that. I just, I just love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the dogs seem to like it, but you know, setting yourself up for success in so many ways can be practiced doing just this one activity. And, you know, I, I just, again, like I said, I can't imagine not living with this, not having this positive influence in my life and now having new ways of thinking about how to prepare is so helpful. And it's, it's fun because, you know, things get stale sometimes, even giving dog treats sometimes can be, you know, like it's raining guys, we got to go faster. <laughs> yeah. Go sometimes. And I'm sad. <laughs> I love that so much. That's so cute. Let me ask you, what kind of content would you like more of on the podcast? Any thoughts on that? What's really fun is hearing when you're excited. Mm. What's really fun is, and I know that doesn't help you plan, but I know that doesn't help you plan teacher to teacher. I know I'm not helping you with your planning, but it's so fun to hear you excited. Excited and to hear when you have like when you had Dina Casper on, I was like, oh, that one's going to be golden. That's going to be know. great. You know, seeing that happen, listening to that happen is wonderful. So keep doing that, please. Yeah. But other things that I think are really helpful are some of the little things. You know, re- reminding us to take care of ourselves. I do think that nutrition is a big thing because I didn't pay attention to that in my younger running years. Mm-hmm. And now that I am, I am seeing the benefits of that. So I, I, I have appreciated the the nutritional guidance that you've done on a couple podcasts and also on your, I mean, I'm in Facebook. I don't do Instagram as much. I, I do pay attention to the Facebook page, but I also like that you point out parts of books that you've read because that's a, a something tangible that somebody can go to yeah. and pull. If you have any websites out there that you get ideas from. That might be nice okay. too, because it's another easy way that people that I can kind of go and do a little research for 10 minutes at a go, like on my lunch break or whatever. So that. in terms of content though, these, just these small ideas, how we can improve ourselves on a daily basis, how to treat ourselves well, yeah. because I think also as women, we, we have the idea, or at least I, I won't speak for other people, but for myself, I have this idea that I have to a support everybody because that's just who I am, but I have to do it until I'm exhausted because otherwise I haven't given a hundred percent. And sometimes we have to reserve 10% for ourselves so that we can give a hundred percent tomorrow. And hearing that echoed back on a consistent basis helps me. I like that so much. And actually that brings up some pretty good ideas also, because I think you're touching on something that's so needed and you know um and for myself also that we have to remember to put ourselves first but it's so ingrained that we're selfish when we Mm -hmm. do it right well and you have so many good uh, ideas that are uh, that we can do so quickly like your breath work I caught you that one day doing breath work I was like oh this this should be fun let's try this and that's another exercise I do now to help me fall asleep sometimes I love it yeah so it's even just those little things, little tools that we can pick up along the way, which you seem to have no 
end of <laughs> exercising in your mind, you know, that it helps to have all those little tips to just support ourselves, keep moving forward and not forget ourselves in our own story. Right. And that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Not forgetting our ourselves in our own story. Be the star in our own movie. Exactly. Yeah. Be the star in your own movie. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Well, very last question here, Valerie, because this is a question I've asked. Well, actually, I asked Dina Castro this because it's a quote I love. And I've used it in the Facebook group, but it's not currently the one that's that's on the cover photo. Mm-hmm. But it's it's by Ambie Burford, who I don't know very much about other than he used to be a he's won the Boston Marathon. He's a running writer, journalist. Mm-hmm. He has a quote that says, as we run, we become. And I just love that quote. So I'm going to ask you, what does it mean to you? As we run, we, we become. And you might have touched on it a little bit, but let's boil I it think down. as we run, we change. And we accept the change that the changes that are happening to us. So, you know, we have different, I like that you mentioned what are our goals versus what's my running purpose. Our goals change over time, but that all contributes to this larger picture that we evolve into, Mm -hmm. right? We're constantly changing. And so for me, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm becoming something different all the time. And it's keeping my energy. It's hopefully keeping me young, but I don't know. My knees arguing with me about that one. But I think hopefully becoming, in my case, more patient. Right. Patience for me has always been challenging. Yeah. So I, I hope I become more patient with myself and others, supportive. Oh, nice. But, you know, always the goal. <laughs> that is such a good note to end on. Very awesome. Thank you so much. Valerie. Well, thank you. Thank you for I'm inviting me. It's me. always fun to meet new people. And I love the meeting all the new people I have in your community. I really That's needed good. your community and Kelly's community came around at a time I really needed yeah. support. I really yeah. needed it. And yeah. thank you. I mean, honestly, you know, I'm a little emotional, but I really needed support at that time. And oh. it I've really grown through these communities. So thank you for doing what you do. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're in the community. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.